physical media and entertainment from the silver screen to the palm of your hand. All right, everybody, welcome back to a very special episode of From Screen to Shelf. This is our 20th episode. Oh, it, it is really... our 20th episode. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So we've got something a little bit different. Uh, we wanted to bring what we kind of usually do. We kind of usually keep our reviews and stuff like that, but we kind of did originate and start with reviews on the podcast itself. So we kind of want to bring it back, come full circle for a very special episode. So we're going to talk about we initially, as it usually goes, we usually intend on talking about a certain amount of things and then end up on <laughs> completely either different talk tracks or it, it extends. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some spoiler casting here. We're going to we picked three movies here. As you can tell, if you're a video viewer, we are going to be talking about The Witch, Logan's Run and Midsummer. three very special movies. Um, we're going to kind of go a little bit of retrospect and we're going to kind of dig, uh, dive deep. So these will be spoiler filled reviews. And as always, I am joined here with Gabe. Will is not here with us today. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is here with spirit. He is looking over my shoulder. So that's all that matters. So without further ado, we're going to dive into the witch, a very special movie that I have a little bit of history with. Um, Gabe, this will surprise you. I did not like this movie the first time I saw it. I did not. What? I, I did not connect with it. It was not resonating me. I thought it was too slow. I thought it was just very boring. With did you watch payout. it in theaters or no? I got to hold this movie like 2019. I want to say oh, okay. um, a little bit later, but after a couple of rewatches, it it really grew on me. The the characters, everything about it. Um, I'll let you dissect it first, but I just kind of wanted to point that out that I did not like this movie at first. So I. I don't think it was until I never even got around to it. Whenever I heard Robert Eggers name floating around from the lighthouse and that being a lot yeah. more prevalent, him becoming a lot more common name and in, in our world and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you open it up before I give you my thoughts. Yeah, man. I mean this, this movie, I think so the witch it's interesting. Like, I think this is kind of like when we started getting that, paradigm shift of i think we talked about on the channel before kind of like the the elevated horror so to speak like they call it in yeah. scream scream five yeah. um so like yeah i think this is kind of like it's it, it was along that wavelength of like the elevated horror stuff and this movie was very different from a lot of horror movies that were coming out at the time and i can see how a lot of people maybe even didn't like it when it first came out because i i remember seeing it i saw this in theaters when it came out mm. um and it was it was so different than what the trailers were showing, right? So the trailers were showing all the kind of, you know, cuts of like all the, you know, the crazy stuff happening. But like you said, it's like a really slow build. Like this movie yeah. really is, it, it's just kind of this slow build and tension that kind of goes across the movie and then it reaches kind of like its ultimate climax. But I think this movie was just so unique and so different because you really didn't, you, you really didn't know what, robert eggers was kind of shooting for in terms of like the tension and the suspense and the horror you were kind of just watching it and you were thinking like well, what the hell's gonna happen next like what what is you know what's the ultimate goal for this movie i think with most horror movies you get a sense of you know it's either jump scares or you know it's like kind of psychological horror or they're trying to build anxiety and with this one i did not know where the hell the story was going and there were so many moments in this film where like your jaw just hits the fucking floor because you know, Eggers choose, choose to kind of, you know, kill people off or, you know, the, like the ending in particular, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. it, it just it goes a completely different direction than I think most people were anticipating, especially what, what year was this? This was 2015. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah man, 2015. I don't yeah. I there weren't a lot of horror movies like this. And I think yeah. a lot of people when they came out of the movie theater, at least at my screening, I remember people walking out. there were kind of like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> They were like, this is this was like the weirdest movie that they've seen in a long time. But I just remember it. The reason it resonates with me so much is I remember watching it, man. And, and it was one of the quietest movies. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you, 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 you anticipate going into a horror movie and it's like, you know, you just expect madness. And it's like very dialogue driven. Uh, the atmosphere is very quiet. Um and it's it, and it's this slow tension that kind of builds over time, and it reminds me kind of like almost I I, I don't want to say it's like a Hitchcock movie, but it, it is kind of like it takes it's kind good. of like the essence of kind of what like a Hitchcock because I feel like Hitchcock is just really good at kind of building tension over time, like you kind yeah. of like get at a little bit as the movie kind of progresses, and I think that's what Eggers did here, and 
I think the, the, the reason this movie stood out is because it was so unpredictable and it was so different from what people were anticipating when they walked into the movie theater, when they popped the disc in, I, I think it threw people off a little bit for, for better or for worse. And it seems like what, what made you go back to it though? Because it's interesting because I, I walked out, I really liked it. The ending was kind of iffy. We can talk about the ending a little bit, but I was super excited to, to buy the 4k when it came out and, and yeah. I think I the Blu-ray too, but um, it, it just, I, I wanted to revisit it just to kind of, you know, now that I knew where the story was going, kind of feel that tension and and kind of experience it, knowing where Robert Akers was was going with it. And it, it's yeah. it's just I think I've watched it three times so far, and it's it's just really stuck with me. It's probably one of the best horror movies of the last ten years. I'd, I'd yeah. probably put it on my list. But what yeah. made you go back to it after not liking it? Um, it was really just the Robert Eggers name. Every like his name getting thrown around so much. It really the elevated horror, like you said, A twenty four, uh, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean anything A twenty four is really, really, really worth. Um, yeah, was this? No, oh yeah, it was distributed by them. So it was, it was really that Anna Taylor Joy really getting like that, you know, that oh, that dude. springboard off of this movie and everything yeah. like that. So. Um, I just, I just, I go through phases where certain type of horror movies or it just movies in general, I maybe just wasn't in the mood for, right? So like, I was probably in the mood for just you know Freddy Krueger or Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> slasher, yeah. you know, uh, and especially I, that's not what you get in this. It's very slow. Not like a lot of the louder sounds is like the crackling of the campfire, the wind. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know. Um, so I think I went into it with a mindset of like, Hey, I'm in the mood for more of these movies with a higher payoff. And I kind of forgot how it ended. So it was, it was almost like a fresh rewatch when I watched it. I liked it a lot more. It wasn't perfect or anything like that. Um, like to the point where like I recently rewatched it about a eight, nine months ago. It was around the time Mm -hmm. that second side announced their 4k variation of the witch. Oh, and I was like, should I get this? This isn't that. And then I ended up forgetting about it, but I rewatched it again and I just absolutely loved it. Um, it just works really, really well. Uh, the characters are very, very methodical. The placement of them and the way that they're portrayed and everything from the moodiness of the mother to the, like the paranoia of the town, like not townsfolk, but the family. Um, yeah. It all makes sense, especially for the time. It's a very good timepiece in that essence. And it very, very much so plays into like that Salem witch trials type of paranoia. Mm-hmm. And especially like Black Phillip. I, I do. I will. I, this is one of the things that I will kind of stand out about the audio mixing of black Phillips voice is kind of off. It's abnormally loud. You it, know what I mean? Like yeah, his voice comes in, like when he says, would thou like to live deliciously? It's yeah. abnormally loud. It doesn't sound like <laughs> any of their other voices. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's very forefronted. You can tell it was put in their post-processing and post-mixing and everything like that, mm-hmm. which is okay. That was, it was a bit jarring the first time. And I was like, wow, this movie's kind of janky, you know, but I think it adds some charm to it. His voice is really good. Um, it's very creepy at the same time. Like a goat's eye, I do genuinely stand by, is one of the creepiest fucking things in this world. Oh, like, for sure. <laughs> 100%. It really is so creepy, you know? And it really plays into that. Um, I, I I just think Anna Taylor-Joy really kills it. There's a reason why she's kind of springboarded to fame. She's been a lot more prevalent, yeah. a lot more common. And yeah, the, the, the whole family does an absolutely killer job in this. The dad, mm-hmm. especially, I, I, I don't think the dad gets enough props. I think mm-hmm. Anna Taylor joy gets a lot of props, but I think the dad kills it in this role, which he is, he's been in other films. I remember, I, I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but Ralph I've seen him in Innocent. other films. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was in the green Knight. Um, he was in Harry Potter, the creator to catch a mm-hmm. killer, uh, Lord of misrule um so yeah he's had a pretty extensive filmography so he's really good you know like uh, what you just said too is interesting i think uh, i was talking with my brother about this because we're talking about hereditary because he just saw it and i think Mm. i think the same thing that hereditary did really well i see with the witch too where it's like even if it's been years and you haven't seen the witch in a while you remember the family right like you remember the the mom you remember the dad you remember the the family dynamics between everyone and you remember that forced atmosphere they're kind of i mean because they're pretty much you know rejected from their you know like their 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 clan or their little whatever it is um and they're forced to kind of live on their own um 
you, you remember all of those dynamics, even if you don't remember the significant plot threads, you just remember yeah. that. And I think it resonates with a lot of people. And I will, I, I'm going to second that dude. I honestly, I started following, I mean, I know this skyrocketer into fame, but Anya Taylor joy after this movie. And I, when I saw her in Queens gamut, I think that really solidified it for me, but mm-hmm. like this, she just, her performance is just so freaking incredible, man. It, yeah. it really sticks out. And I think the movie itself the, the other big thing that works for it is the, the theme of just kind of, you know, religious kind of extremism versus kind yeah. of, you know, like living a life that you kind of want to live in a way. Yeah, it, it, it's it, and kind of the ending. I mean, how, what did you think about the ending? Because yeah, I, I think the ending it. is a big part of it. And I yeah. you, you loved it. Massive. Even payoff. the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually liked it. I mean, I found it a bit goofy at the end and with how like shortcut it is, but mm-hmm. I think it works better after rewatches. It's kind of like, I mean, I talk about this movie a lot. Maybe this is worth its own video on the channel itself, but House of the Devil by Ty West. It's very mm. slow. It's very interesting, but the fucking ending is what makes it, you know, mm. like it, it. it's like. It's like eating cake. Yeah, this cake was good, but then you get some bomb ass ice cream at the end right afterwards. You know, <laughs> that's kind of how like slow burn horror movies are for me. And plus, folk horror has become something that's been becoming a lot more favored by me. And I think mm-hmm. folk horror in general has been springboarded by this. Like, I think The Wicker Man, the old school one, got from 1973, got like a lot of those classics, got a big springboard off of this movie because a lot of people were like, wow, this was interesting. This was good. I would yeah. like some more things like this. What inspired it? What did this? What did that? So I'm a huge fan of it, but I've also seen people that think that it should just cut once she's walking into the woods and they think it'd be more effective. And I think that's a valid argument. I I get this. Dude, that's my argument 100%. And I think yeah. the same thing with Hereditary because I've told you with Hereditary and spoilers for Hereditary as well. I think that honestly, once the mom's, you know, head is kind of sawed off and, the you know, mm. her son jumps out the window, mm. I honestly would have been fine if it just cut to black. Like, I don't need yeah. that extra kind of... Like the treehouse thing? Isn't yeah, it? the like treehouse tree sequence. Yeah. I don't need, like, to see kind of the witches in the woods kind of floating around. I mean, it's intriguing, but I, I, I feel like, especially with horror, I'm very forgiving to horror if it if it maintains a sense of kind of ambiguity and doesn't kind yeah. of get into things too specifically. Because if you get into things too specifically, I think it, that, that could ruin a movie. Yeah. Um, same thing with like paranormal activity. I, I love the first paranormal activity where it just kind of ends. You know what I mean? And you don't know what's going on. And then all the sequels just killed it for me. No, <laughs> you start I know delving into everything. Yeah. But yeah, the, the ending, I actually didn't. Fun fact, I didn't like the ending when I first saw it. Yeah, I, I love the I, book part. The book yeah, where she signs her name. That, yeah, that's thou like to live great. deliciously is yeah. one of the greatest lines in a horror movie ever. <laughs> it's great. It's a, it's a great line. I, I do yeah. like that sequence, and I think that that's where it should have cut afterwards. I, I don't think yeah. you needed anything else. But, I mean, considering, too, we, we also have, have to take into consideration, this was his first movie, man. Yep. You know what I mean? And, it, like, for someone to come out the gate with a movie like this as their first movie, I think he wrote it as well, right? Well, let's see. I mean, I know it did really, really, really well. Uh, box office wide budget of four million, non advertising included. Forty point four is what it raked in. Yeah. Um, written, yep, he wrote this. He wrote it himself. I think, yeah, he he's he is a writer director. I think he writes most of his movies. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to, to come out to yeah, to, I mean, for an opening movie to to write a screenplay like this and also shoot it the way that he did i think he did a freaking fantastic job man i really think that he's he's i mean i'm sure that we're going to get into some of his other movies and other episodes and i don't want to delve into all his other movies he's did like lighthouse and stuff but man i think he just he came out the gate with just a fantastic movie and it was something that was just so different and the the full core element that you just mentioned i think i think that's what you know shot this up to making it such a, a terrifying movie you know what yeah. I mean? It, it's it, just that kind of isolation and that Salem witch kind of, you know, period that he kind of invokes. I think that's what makes it so, so scary. And the family by themselves is scary, even without the supernatural stuff going on. Like they're, you know, they're, they're dynamic after kind of getting secluded. It That's scary in and of itself. You could have made a movie just with them dealing yeah. with their shit. And that would have been terrifying too. So, yeah. um, one of the best horror. I, I'd, I'd be interested in doing this with you guys. I don't know if you, you and Will, this would probably be a headache to try to do, but the best horror films of the last 10 years. 
Oh, I mean, even like a decades ranking would be cool by genres, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. But yeah, absolutely. Do you think yeah, this would? Go. Do you think this would hit your top ten, two thousand fifteen to or two thousand fourteen till now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it, but might it also hit my didn't have a lot of competition. You know what I mean? Um, like I mean, well, if, if you go twenty tens to twenty twenties, I I don't think it had like a shit ton of competition. You know what I mean? Like it's, I wouldn't say it's easy for it to stand out, but it's easy mm-hmm. for it to be unique. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, because there wasn't a lot of things like this. This was an older genre that had its time and place, reinvigorated, reinvented, and brought to a modern audience. So it was very easy for it to stand out and very easy for it to be good. And especially very easy whenever somebody like Robert Eggers, you can tell he's got his style, his influence, he's got this and that. And he brings like, it's like reinvigorating the will to a degree mm-hmm. um, in that genre, right? Or I guess like the nuts and bolts on a wheel. And he did that. He stuck to a tried and true formula. He created a vision. He created his own thing, made it unique. And he's gonna he made the movie that's going to be in 30 years from now. People are still going to be talking about this movie. 100%. I know a lot of people that have seen this movie. A lot of people that don't like it. A lot of people that love it. Um, but I actually do want to kind of bring up the my defense for the ending. And again, to preface spoilers, uh, mm-hmm. we've already been going over that. But this is going to be major spoilers. But I think whenever you watch this movie that the the witches are too highly insinuated. And the reason why it goes past her just walking into the woods is to confirm to you that there are witches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be why it's like some people like, people like an insinuation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Batman and Joker's dynamic. Whenever you talk about Joker, a lot of people were uneasy about the Joker movie. We don't need an origin. That's what makes him spooky. That's what makes him this. We don't need things explained, Right. Because that, that's what leaves intrigue. That's what gets you to tune into the next episode, the next comic book, the next movie, the next what if, so whatever it is, right? So it's kind of the same thing because whenever things aren't flat out explained to you, you have a lot more rewatchability in something. So I can totally understand that. But also at the same time, the witches are so highly insinuated. But mm-hmm. then also at the same time, then you'd have these debates, right? Which is perfectly fine. Is Black Will- Black Philip just a, a demonic goat? Right, because that's going to be different from witches, because at that point, he's the whole guiding force of everything. But then you have yeah. it confirmed at the end, no, there are witches. And then I'm assuming Black Philip is essentially the avatar for the witches. Um, is I, got a, I got the vibe. He's like the devil himself is the vibe I got. No, and I could totally see that. Yeah. I kind of I, I can totally see that whenever, especially whenever it comes to the book part and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I think he's an outlet. He's like a. a, a a symbol of whenever it comes to like the embodiment of evil, the embodiment of persuasion, the embodiment of manipulation, right? Which mm-hmm. again, to your point, could be the devil, right? Yeah. Um, but also at the same point, it could be witches are supposed to be that as well, right? So it, it leaves a lot for interpretation, I feel like. And I still feel like even with that being in there, it gives you even more speculation, you know, um, with things to go off of and the foundation. So um yeah the witch high recommendation I'm curious cuz with uh, how you were saying like how you would rank it cuz I don't I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to know how you rank it cuz that'd be awesome to know in the future cuz I always love whenever we rank things but what are, I know you work off 5 point scales but my ADHD refuses to not let me work <laughs> off of a 100 point scale so what is uh, your rating on this one No I mean like at a, at a, I could do out of 10. 10 out of 10 it'd be a 9 I mean nine? probably let's okay. say, yeah I mean honestly I I I hold it in high regard pretty much almost with like hereditary. I, I think oh, that nice. they're both like equal and they're both kind of special in their own way. The only point I'm docking for each of them are the ending, to be honest. Like I think they're, they're fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. And, and, and honestly, I, I understand people's argument for keeping the ending. I, yeah. I get that. Cause there is kind of that, like what you said, they're insinuated so much and the mythology is mm-hmm. kind of there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is kind of intriguing seeing like getting a glimpse of what, what is that freedom that he's talking about right kind of like where you want to live a life where you don't care Um, yeah and and it's interesting seeing that there are other people that have signed on to that um and maybe it's going to grow over me over time maybe like in 10 years i'm gonna be like yeah let's keep that ending and it's it's a 10 out of 10 yeah um but yeah i mean i'd I'd give it probably like a 9 out of 10 what what about you out of of yeah i i would have to say 9 9.5 uh it grows on me every single time i mean I, I really just think that it, it it's 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 one of the movies why horror's gotten this uh I wouldn't even say a second wind because it's had so many second windows, but a third, fourth mm-hmm. wind, you know? Yeah. Um so I it's definitely one of those movies that and hereditary are single handedly why horror is still in theaters. And I, I will Duke. argue that. 
and Babadook. And Babadook. Yes, Babadook, Babadook I, was the year yeah. before this came out, and I don't know how that's much a great they, movie. Yeah, it is a solid movie. We should probably do one on Babadook as well. But like, yeah. they, it, they came out so close to each other that I don't know how like if they if, if robert eggers was influenced by Baba Duke at all or if he was already working yeah. on i'd imagine he was already working on this prior to yeah Baba Duke. but there the, that kind of elevated horror kind of you know wind i think started with these movies yeah and with what i'm seeing this actually premiered at sundance january 2015 so oh, okay. um yeah so he must have been it, working on it two years prior yeah, he was working on it. For, it premiered Sundance January 27th, 2015, and then it released theatrically February 19th, 2016. So it was probably done and finished for it to be that, like that. He had to have been filming it at least around like September of 2014. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends. Uh, but Baba Duke, yeah, shout out Baba Duke. I, I see a lot of people that say that's an overrated movie, and I highly digress that opinion. No. I mean, I respect the opinion. <laughs> But I highly digress that it is not an overrated movie. It is a wild one. The score, the mom in that movie, the cinematography, is everything, everything. Dude, the, the atmosphere. I, I honestly mm. think that that movie, along with like the witch, and I, I, I'd have to go back. It's hard because like, you know, I, I want to kind of see like the films that came out during this time. But I, off the top of my head, I would say the witch and Baba Duke, um, and Hereditary was what? What year was that? That was twenty. 20- hereditary i want to say yeah i was actually looking through her filmography to see if she's done anything since yeah i mean like Um, you got that wave of just these movies coming out that were so different but they had kind of that same kind of atmosphere and tone um i would uh yeah i mean we should definitely do a whole thing on on baba duke i'd I'd totally be down for that um but i and i'm wondering too because you were talking about the 4k earlier the so so you have your standard 4k and then there's the other one they did right which is sold out now it's like you, you can't even buy it well, who who did that one? Oh, that's second sight that that's did the that second one. sight one that's and the one that robert Anders actually did he 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 adjusted the color grading on right or to, to make it more like i guess not adjusted but like it i think he said like the standard release wasn't really a good representation of the color grading that he had for the theatrical so I think the 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 second sight one was the one that he kind of over oversaw, correct? Yes. Um, Here, I, I got to search it up. I mean, that one I yeah. think it runs for like isn't it like a hundred bucks a copy or something. People are scalping it, maybe hundred fifty a copy. Yeah, it's selling for like $220, $230. You can still get the standard Amaray. Yeah, I mean, it's a very very um, how do you say it? It, it's a very highly sought after. I mean, they intentionally make them limited editions uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that that's kind of what Second Sight's become known for. It's just like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I'm almost positive that that LE, I don't think it was as quickly as The Witch. Um, but that one, yeah, that one was definitely going up there towards the hundreds of dollars. And after import fees and everything like that, 55, 60 bucks. Um, yeah, I'm seeing oh, it I here. Someone's it. trying to sell it for 230 bucks. On yeah. Like, and like, that. I would get it with how much I like that movie, mm-hmm. but um, I wouldn't pay that price. I would just wish I had got it for that initial one. Like, I'm going to get Possessor that's coming out really, really soon. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like the Texas Chainsaw right now, you can still get the standard Amaray for like 35, 40 bucks, and then it's selling for like various prices for 100, um, not sealed, sealed for about 150. So I, I mean, it's definitely a nice set, but that's um, yeah. I like the artwork on it. I will say that the the slip cover on it is is freaking fantastic. Um, but yeah, I wish I'd caught wind of that because I, I think I think he had said, and I gotta. It's been a while since I read these articles, man. But I remember I think Robert Eggers was saying that it, it just looked a lot more neutral. I could be wrong. Like the the standard release that ju- that came out. I mean that movie's always on sale for like ten bucks on four K, and if you don't have it, you should get it. But yeah, I think it, he said the color grading was just very neutral, um, and he noticed that it was just a little bit off. So I'd be I'd be interested in in getting that the second sight one just to kind of compare the color grading on them. I'm sure that yeah. people have done that online already, but um, if you don't have the witch, you should buy it because it's a freaking fantastic movie, and it's always on sale for like ten dollars, which is a crime if you don't have it, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and I think you were shouting it out. Yeah, like it's, it's supposed to be a way better transfer than the Lionsgate 4K that we got. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I mean that's the only reason I want. I'm kind of fine with getting the regular standard uh, Amaray, but I mean it's still like thirty thirty five bucks, and I already have the Lionsgate one, so I don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want it, and if it's a night and day difference, I'll definitely be getting it at some point for sure. Um, yeah, I'll probably yeah. get it maybe in the next few months, and I'll do a video review maybe on it just because it, it, it. I do. I haven't seen this movie in like I think we were talking about it like maybe a year and a half. I've seen it three times. I wouldn't mind revisiting it again this Halloween or something. Yeah, it'd be definitely worth a rewatch. But I think and, you know, suffice yeah. it to say we both love The Witch and we, we highly do. recommend it. If you guys have not seen it, please go watch it. Um, very creepy, very atmospheric horror movie. Uh, it's yep. probably one of the best. Like we, I think we both said it. It probably hit our top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's. So you gonna do you want to transition into which one are we transitioning into? I'll go ahead and do Logan's run since I know you haven't seen it. I this have not I yet. Be. Yeah. I haven't seen it at all. So, and you were telling me a little bit about it. So, so run down like what Logan's run is and why oh, yeah. you kind of wanted to kind of do a retrospect on it. It's, I, I just absolutely love this movie. So, um, I'm trying to br- pull it up and see right here. Um, so it is by Michael Anderson. It is a movie from, I believe it came out. It's based off a novel from 1967 by William F. Nolan. And this movie came out in 1976. So Michael Anderson, I'm trying to like really look into it. I'm not seeing too, too much that would probably stand out to a lot of people. He's done a lot of like, I don't know, like very deep divey type of movies that if you're really, 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 um, into the genre you might know but most mm-hmm. of them was like all the fine young cannibals you probably never heard of that um 20,000 leagues under the sea the 1997 tv version you've probably seen and he did I've do the new of adventures that, yeah. of pokio uh pinocchio so okay yeah um but this movie this movie stars michael york and farrah fawcett and there's a reason I really like this movie and I I brought it up and I figured I just might as well go ahead and talk about it cuz it has really and I've said it before, like there's some things, especially whenever it's based off a book that like remake potential can be extremely high, especially if it's done with a lot of practicality and not a lot of computer graphics. But I'll read a little bit off of the wiki and then kind of freeball it from there. But um, this is essentially the beginning of the plot in the year in the year of the city, 2074, the remnants of uh, that's just a weirdly worded. That's just, Wikipedia needs to fix that. That's just so weird, weirdly you put. Get when people write their own wikis, man. Yeah, it's not the <laughs> name. The, the The city's name is not twenty two seventy four. It's in a city, and the year is twenty two seventy four. It's set in the twenty third century. Remnants of human civilization live in a sealed city. So think of like a little bubble. Kind of think of like um, the Simpsons, but highly sci fi. Okay, and then. Um, Contained beneath a cluster of, of domes, like I was saying, because it's kind of like a, little, a few little bubble domes. It's a utopia run by a computer that takes care of all aspects of life, including reproduction. So mm-hmm. everything is pretty much organized, pretty much done for you, everything like that. They, they, so the citizens kind of it, – it's almost mall-like. Like everybody kind of is like young and poppy, jivey, everything like that. And you kind of get everything that you want. There's no sense in money because you're guaranteed to live. You live for fun, right? But there is one catch. To prevent overpopulation, everyone must undergo the right of the carousel. So whenever they reach the age of 30, they are killed under the guise of being oh, renewed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So they have like – it's actually pretty wild and pretty creepy – um it's like it's like this whole ritual kind of think of like like uh tribal dancing and stuff like that like whenever like you know they're like certain cultures are doing their things like festivals and stuff like probably the most prevalent one would be like chinese new year but obviously without death because that's the most one go the the biggest one going on right now is like lunar new year right now mm-hmm. so whenever it comes to that like it's done very stylistically and you're killed public execution style Oh, it's and, public. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets to watch it because you're being renewed, right? And then your birth does – I don't remember if it's tubes or if it's kind of like like cell-like out of a Petri dish and stuff like that. So you follow Michael York's character and essentially like it, it shows you how far this goes. Like he literally goes up to like this computer and types in his dream girl and just has fun with her with one night. And then she's gone. You know what I mean? So there's no sense in like getting too attached to things. You can do whatever you want. You're just there for pleasure and fun. So they start to realize that 
there is no renewal cycle. There is no, you know, some of the people become aware and it's just kind of like, think Soylent Green, where it's like, yeah, dude, that's exactly what I was thinking you know? of right before you yeah. even said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like stuff doesn't seem to be what it is. Yeah. And they're also kind of under the guise that this is the world, right? That, 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 that's kind of what they think. They don't know there's an outside world outside of this bubble. This is Earth to them, right? They don't know this as a city because I don't remember if it was nuclear annihilation, kind of like if you played the Metro games where they think that like everybody else in the world is dead except them in like Russia and Moscow okay. in that area from that game. Um, I don't remember if it's to that extent, but I'm pretty sure it is. So, of course, Michael York, he goes on this venture, does this, does that, figures out, well, this is bullshit. You're killing us. We don't die at 30 because they'll kill them at like 29, 364th a day, the final yeah. hour up until, you know, because they birth mm-hmm. these people at the same time frame to kill them. And it's it's like it's not an annual event or anything. I think it's daily, if not weekly, that they hold these events for people to be killed or uh, renewed. So then he ends up venturing out and then, you know, you kind of realize some things and, of course everything whenever it comes to utopian movies it's never you never just have a happy ending it's never just utopia 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 ends up becoming that it's a dystopia and it's just these people controlling people and that's not a a spoiler point that's something that's revealed and the movie gets pretty long-winded i have gone on record and said that the second merging into the third act anything like that tends to be kind of weak it gets very long-winded i think if they had cut just a little bit of it it'd be damn near a perfect sci-fi movie and probably my favorite sci-fi movie honestly damn um it just gets a little bit long-winded around the tearing the second third act How, what's the runtime? do you know i want to say like an hour 47 i think if it ran oh, okay. around 90 minutes it'd be better uh let's see an hour and 18 minutes so it's almost two hours long so yeah if you trimmed i'm i'm like pretty sure after the first time i watched it about 20 minutes because there's just a part where they meet this character and it's just very long man and it is, it's him explaining, yeah, this and that. It's a lot of explain, explanation, right? Mm-hmm. And without it, but I think there would have been better ways to kind of explain it and stuff like that. But it's just very, very good. So um, I, as a whole, whenever it comes to Logan's run, Michael York absolutely kills it. Michael York was a um, a force of nature around this time. So was Farrah Fawcett anytime she was in it in like a, a supporting leading role. Mm-hmm. She was also in, um, what was it, Saturn 3, which I mentioned in my top 10 movies streaming on Tubi. That's a phenomenal movie as well. It's like Space Terminator, really good. It's like a hybrid of Aliens meets Terminator um, without Aliens with Terminator. <laughs> so it's really, really good, very, very fun. Um, I just, I love, whenever it comes to these types of movies, I just always adore the aspect of, how do I say it? Um whenever you have such a cool concept because that's a concept that i mean if there is please put in the comments below of this video um i would love to check out anything that even remotely resembles this movie if there's something that does it better if there's been a loose remake or anything please let me know but there's nothing like it as far as i've seen it's very Mm -hmm. unique it's very different the closest i'd have to say is soylent green but again it's not like that that's a very modern movie yeah it's very modern i mean but but it does have that kind of like what you said you know perfect you know utopia slash you know it's really dystopian kind of atmosphere and that's when you were describing this i was just thinking soylent green the whole time yeah it's that i mean it is a lot of soylent green of course it's not like soylent green is people type of deal you know but it it, i need a t-shirt that by the way (laughs) (laughs) that would be a good one that um yeah um what is it i'm thinking of Hold on one second. I'm going to pause this real quick. All right, guys, we back. Technical difficulties on my end, but we are live again. So I was pretty much wrapping up on Logan's run. Um, it's a very near and dear uh, movie series to me. I even have the Marvel Comics run. It's a seven-issue miniseries by George Perez. Yeah, I didn't which, know that there was even a comic run of it. Dude, yeah. And a lot of people, if um, you're not a comic enthusiast or you might have been like, holy shit, if you are, he's the one that started Teen Titans. Um, he's responsible for Robin becoming Nightwing and everything like that. So, um, really cool, really awesome. I have it. It's like right over there. You might even be able to see it in the podcast. Um, but it's on the shelf over there. I'm a huge Logan's run fan. I do adamantly believe that, you know, this is a movie that 
in the right hands. You know, I, I'm not a remake enthusiast, right? But mm-hmm. I do love to see different directors' visions, and I like to see things that change with times, right? Like, I wasn't the person that was frothing at the mouth for that Poltergeist remake. You know what I mean? Now, (laughs) I will give that thing 10 seconds. I do think, as much as I love Mr. Hooper, as much as I love him, you know, a lot of people know Texas Chainsaw is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I do think that that remake actually did do and elevate on some scenes, even though it wasn't a good movie. Like, you know, the the, the Jack in the Box, it it extended parts of that where it was kind of cool. So going yeah. back, cause I watched the remake before I've been on record saying if a remake is out and I haven't seen the original, I will watch the remake. So I give it its fair shake before I watch the original. Oh, interesting approach. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Cause like, you know, a lot of times when you have remakes, man, like you compare it, right. It's like, like yeah. you, you have a set standard in your mind of like what it's, what it's supposed yeah. to be, so to speak. Yeah. So that's why I tend to favor some remakes a little bit more than others. Um, like, I don't think the Poltergeist remake was bad by any stretch. I just think that it was very watered down. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, a, a goofy story, I guess you could say. Um, whenever I was I was working at GameStop, when was that, 2013, 14? I was working at GameStop at the time, way, way back. And they used to play movie trailers. So they would play the Poltergeist trailer every 30 minutes. So we had this running oh, joke <laughs> because in the trailer, dude, I, that's one of the reasons I hate trailers. And that part with the the guy, he was in Mad Men. Um, I forget his name. Um, the English dude. He's like, they moved the headstones. And bro, it, it, <laughs> we would time it every 30 minutes. We would look goofy as hell in front of the customers all the time. Um, but yeah, a very fun movie um, for Logan's run. And yeah, I got to so, check it out. It seems, I, I, I think I might Tubi. like it. Oh, is it on? Dude, God bless yep. Tubi, man. <laughs> it's for sure on Tubi. It's on Max. It's on Tubi. I know that for sure because it's a Warner Brothers movie. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a very strong nine out of ten for me. I really think if it just wasn't for that slower paced, um, like when I say slower paced, it's like I love the original Planet of the Apes. I think mm-hmm. that's a great, great movie. Um, a damn near a masterpiece. But there's parts where it does get really slow towards the second, yeah. uh, teetering on that third act. That's probably the perfect comparison with how slow this one gets. And where it could just be trimmed a little bit to make it a genuine masterpiece. Because I love Planet of the Apes. I think it's a great movie. It's very good. Very phenomenal. Um, So yeah, Logan's Run. um, Go watch it. I'm going to be making my top 10 uh, movies streaming on Tubi uh, right now for February. I think either later today for later in the week. Um, And this is one of the... It's probably going to break into the, the top two or three. I love this movie so much um but yeah logan's run and i wish you guys could see that freaking poster it's got one of the sickest posters but it's yeah, in the middle looks, of the video I, well, I, I looked it up uh, while you were talking about it it's, it's a pretty sick poster what, what was the release yeah. date of this movie again 76 76 yeah it, it almost has like an 80s vibe to it ironically mm-hmm. even though it's not like i mean it's 1976 but very kind of retro 80s poster i love the font on the title too yeah that's pretty it's great really good and then now we will go into something I know that you and I feel differently about. Yeah. So this is going to kind of be a, two different takes. One movie you never saw, the which mm-hmm. we both genu- generally liked, but differed on the ending. But this one is actually fresher for me for the most part. Same so, for me because I think I only saw it. I think it was like a year ago. Like I, I, really? I honestly saw this movie like super late and I don't know why. I don't know why it mm. took me so long to get to it. I think it was like a year, year and a half ago. Maybe I saw it. You didn't watch the, um, you didn't get the 4k by a 24. We're just talking about midsummer, no. by the way. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. We didn't even mention it. Yeah. What are they talking about? No. Yeah. So yeah. like I, I had the Blu-ray for a minute and ironically, yeah. I just did not like, I don't know why it, it just, the, the habit that we've been talking about, dude, you put it on the shelf and you forget about it sometimes. Yeah. And that was yeah. me. I was like, crap, I haven't seen Midsummer. And I want to emphasize, too, I have no idea how to pronounce this movie. You and I were talking about it before. Some people say Midsummer. Some people say Midsommar. I have no idea. We're just going to call it Midsummer. Um, so, yeah, I, I this is a recent one for me, too. So about a year, mm-hmm. year and a half. Did you did you see it? in? So you saw it uh, when it, the physical media release, right? You didn't see it in theaters. I was actually holding off on it for a while. Um, I bought the 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 big yellow book from A24. I bought mm-hmm. it when it was announced. So whenever that was, probably two years ago at this point. But okay. I just know the director's cut edition or the extended edition that's in there runs just shy of like three hours, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot that. for me to find that amount of time for a movie. If yeah. I'm a lot. I got to take I already a vacation think, day at work. 
<laughs> yeah, I already think that with the, the theatrical cut, that that one is maybe even a little bit too long. Personally. Oh, really? So like, yeah. So when they, when they said, and I, I do like the artwork for that one, the the A twenty four release. Like, it's it's a cool set. But like when yeah, when they announced there's a the, uh, director's cut, and it's longer, I was kind of like, I don't know if I need it to be. <laughs> yeah. To be longer, yeah. I don't I don't I know it what adds. it adds to it. So you 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 saw the director's cut. You think it's mm-hmm. it, is it better I mean, than the theatrical cut? I only know what the differences are from like I forget what it is. There's a website out there. Let me shout it out because it's one of the most useful websites um in the world it's almost as good as that one website that lets you know when you can take a pee break during a movie it tells you (laughs) yeah can i go pee i think is what it is um but there's this website that actually breaks down the complete differences between moviecensorship.com so it'll tell you exactly what the differences are um 20 it's almost 30 minutes longer from pretty sure 24 minutes it, it, it'll break down the scene like even if the freaking title sequence is less long you know what i mean it'll even give you screen caps everything like that like right here it tells you at timestamp 1806 to 1807 um it extends it from the 1756 mark upwards of to 1929 so it's Damn. almost two minutes longer in that scene alone right there that's and that's when they're planning the trip and everything like mm-hmm. that um so i only know the differences from that and i can tell you it adds based on that i didn't go back Mm. and you know invest six hours it's like lord of the rings dude i watched the extended cut i'm not going to go back and watch the theatrical ones there's no point (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) you know what i mean pretty extensive i mean it's interesting midsummer so so this kind of i mean i mean it's been a year and a half two years but like it's pretty fresh for us like we didn't see it in theaters when it came out i mean yeah i my so my my take with midsummer i think Ari Aster, he, he's just he's just so good with characters, man. I mean, like again, like with this movie, the same thing with Hereditary, and we talked about it with The Witch, even though it's Robert Eggers. But when when you have a movie that you can remember the dynamics between the characters, and with this one, I fully take away just uh, Florence Pugh, man, just incredible performance, and just the dynamic with her and her boyfriend, right? Where yeah. I mean, she's going through this terrible travesty of losing, I think it was her sister and her parents, right? Um, through the sister's suicide that kind of in a weird way it was a the the, the parents died as a result too um and i remember just the the grief and like how that impacted her but also how her relationship was just kind of shitty to begin with even prior to that happening um and and you know them planning the trip and then heading out there and the dynamics they had when they were there i remember all of that and i think that that's that's probably some of the strongest parts of this movie is just the characters and the, the, the situation he puts them in. Um, I think the biggest thing with Midsummer, man is just the, the, <laughs> I, I've said this before, man, if a movie gets too weird for me, that's, that's kind of where it, it takes me out. And I think Midsummer at the end just got a little too weird for me. Like when it, it. <laughs> I know when I was watching, I was like, this is Chase's movie for sure. And I know a lot of people liked it as well, yeah. but I mean, when you got him, you know the 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 climax montage of you know her finding out everything and the guy having sex with the girl and the you know the the fire with the bear suit situation yeah i was just kind of like i i don't know i i think this definitely demands a rewatch from me for sure um it's not that i hate the movie uh, i i don't yeah. want to say that it's a bad movie that i don't like it i just i guess for me i just didn't have the reaction a lot of people had where you know, they were giving it scores of like nine, ten. I, I think for me, I'd probably give it kind of like in the seven range. Okay. That's still respectable. Um, like, yeah, say a 6.57. Like, I, it's, not, it's not that I hate it. There's a lot that I really love. I think the way the movie shot is freaking fantastic. Yeah. The, the way that like, like he juxtaposes the freaking, the beautiful scenery of where they're at That's and the so freaking good. atrocious horror. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, I remember seeing that cliff scene. And oh, I'm the like, cliff oh, my. scene's my favorite. Oh, dude, fantastic scene sequence. I oh, no. and I was on board when I saw it. I was like, "This movie's gonna be fantastic," but I think it just kind of it it it, it just got a little too weird for me. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, for better or for worse, some people will love it, some people will hate it. But I think it's a very respectable film. I think he does a great job. Like his craft is there. His writing is fantastic. The characters are great. Yeah. The atmosphere is great. I guess it's just, and you hear me say this with horror movies all the time, dude. It's that last third, the the final act that that can make or break it for me. And this one, I think. I need to watch again. When I first saw yeah. it, my first impression definitely was kind of like, I, I wish he kind of went a different route with the ending. Yeah. Um, you really, I think you said you love this one, right? Like this one. Yeah. Did you say yeah. you like this one better than Hereditary? 
Oh, for sure. I think. Oh wow. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and put out an Ari Aster ranking out there. Bo is afraid. Mm-hmm. Midsummer, mm-hmm. and then Hereditary. Wow. Yeah. Or, what, no, what was it that stood I've out? Seen twice. Okay. Let's Wait, do it what out. was it about? about yeah, this about this one that made it kind of like over hereditary for you um the cinematography for sure you know hereditary is a lot more simple and eerie cinematography mm-hmm. this one's a lot more of beautiful eye candy landscape yeah um especially the cliff scene i i definitely you know hereditary again has some absolutely amazing shots and i i, I think will and i talked about this i believe on our verses with Inishmane and um the raid but like he was talking about like Skinamarink and how he just despises. I don't know if he used the word despises, but he strongly disliked um, Skinamarink, and he think it was because like so many people were saying, "Hey, it's so good, it's right up your alley." This and that. And he just did not like it at all, mm-hmm. at all. Like I think he even said like a half star, one star at best. Oh wow! He really did not like Skinamarink, and I think I had that same thing happen to me with Hereditary. Oh, this movie will make you shit your pants. Oh, you're going to change your diaper after the, you know what I mean? Like when you tell me that I better be having to go to therapy after seeing this movie, you know what I mean? Like, and of course, you know, like the scene with hereditary and stuff like that, just to give it some uh, landscaping on that or like some um, perspective on that. I just, I really, really don't um, let hype. So like if this movie came out and like I heard nines and tens, I'm probably going to watch it in about a year, year and a half. I'm going to let that hype die down. Yeah. You know, I got to skip past award seasons. I got to skip past this. I got to get past that. Um, but I've gotten really good at not letting that affect me because I heard Midsummer um uh, was really good and I did have a good time to give it that. But I do genuinely believe that the cliff scene rivals anything in hereditary cinematography wise. The way that it's done, the shock value, the only thing that can get on par with that is the scene with the head out the window and hereditary. I won't spoil that one since I'm sure people have seen it that are tuning in, but we didn't preface spoilers for that one at the beginning. So the the, the scene with the girl in the the car. And I think that one just it actually made me go like, oh, damn. Yeah, my jaw hit the floor with that one. I was like, yeah, completely taken back by it. Yeah, and I think that the same thing happened with this one. Now, I will say, again, teetering on the second going into the third act, like the last hour, I was completely mm-hmm. lost. I thought it was getting a little too weird, stuff like that, but I think it wrapped it up in a nice bouquet for me. At the, I've never heard you very... say that, that it was getting, I've never heard you say a movie's getting too weird for me. <laughs> this yeah, is the no, first time I heard you it, say that. It, it was the same scene that you've already said that you had a problem with, and mm-hmm. it was because, like, and we're going to get into like some weird territory. And again, if you're turning in this far, you already know what we're about to talk about. Cause I'm going to go into a little bit of detail about this scene, but there might be some trigger warnings for this scene um, in regards to uh, midsummer. So probably skip four, maybe two or three minutes. But again, I will preface if you've stayed in this far, you're pretty sure that this conversation yeah. was going to come up, but the scene with the girl, she's clearly, she's underage. I'm pretty sure they say that she's mm-hmm. 14 or 15. You know what I, I mean? So yeah, I, th- and, I believe so. Definitely underage, not mm-hmm. of the age of consent at the very mm-hmm. least. You know what I mean? So then you have the boyfriend doing absolutely weird shit because they spike all of their stuff with mushrooms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like love is in the air. And again, the one redeeming or thing during this scene was after their drinks get spiked, the the blooming in the shots and like yeah. the, the, the the spirals in just the, the, the weirdest parts of mm-hmm. the scenery was really good but it actually got really fucking weird with that um for me and i was like okay now this is getting really weird and then they start chanting with her and moaning with her that was where i was like yes. what the fuck is this <laughs> dude and i've seen a movie called the masturbating gunman man and that movie's actually surprisingly weirdly good man <laughs> like so for me to like start almost tapping out in a movie when it comes to this and it's just really the subject but then it was actually so I was watching it with a friend who is very and I forget what the culture is in this. He 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 was the one that convinced me to watch it. We watched it together because he found out I had that director's cut. He had only seen the theatrical cut, mm. so he wanted to watch it. Um, I forget what is it Wiccans? Is that is that is that what their culture I think so. is? It's, or it's been a while, man. Like the witchcraft. Whatever it is, like he's very mm. into studying that. So he explained it to me while we were watching because he saw it. I was like, bro, this is fucking weird, bro. Mm-hmm. I was in the whole movie, but this right here, this scene's about to have me tap out because this is just really weird. So he explained it to me and I was able to validate it with some research that in, in, in that religion, that culture, the cult, whatever the term is that is appropriate for that setting, apparently, and they did preface it. It was like, I forget what scene it was, but somebody gets hurt 
and everybody goes like ow ah and they just start acting like they got hurt too yeah i remember that vaguely i gotta watch yeah. it again yeah yeah so like that's them and in that culture that cult again religion whatever it is in this movie whenever it comes to that they all externalize the same emotions simultaneously at the same time so that's why they were grunting moaning and everything like that with them acting like they were all in the same dilemma as her and why they were in a circle they all share experiences. They all do this and they all do that. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. And you can't leave that out. If you're going to go this far with the scene, you can't leave that part out, right? Mm-hmm. So it made sense. I was able to reinvest myself, get back into it. And then, you know, the girl walking in or uh, Florence walking back in, her character seeing it, this, yeah. that, and then the downfall from there. The the scene with the chair and I believe the burning scene. Um, mm-hmm. And then her being essentially heralded as like, like their new queen, their new leader. Towards yeah. the end is kind of how I took it. it. Was very good, but it was that scene that almost made me tap out. I'm like, all right, yeah, this movie's not. It's the movie's just fucking weird. But I, I, I think what it was was having somebody that understood like the cultural, the cultural part, of, part it. of it that I was watching it with was very interesting because every time I'd be like, that makes no sense. Well, I had somebody there to make immediate sense of it, and that's why it was one of his favorite movies. So I think that probably elevated the experience for me and made me like mm. a little bit more because like those things that I would need to go on Google and probably watch a 20, 30 minute, you know, YouTube video over was right there the whole time explaining it to me. So shout out my friend. Um, it she, really she, elevated. Didn't they, didn't they um, to add to the weirdness, wasn't, I'm trying to remember this. It's been a year since a year and a half since I've seen it. Like the, didn't they spike his drink with like her like her blood or some shit like that from her menstrual cycle some something along yeah, okay that, that was weird as fuck yeah yeah, yeah that was <laughs> like, weird i but think it, that's what it was time, wasn't it yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it was but even then my friend kept like uh <laughs> explaining to me what's weird to you is normal to others man <laughs> and i was like all right i mean if people in the world do this by all means whatever floats your boat but it definitely don't float your boy's boat <laughs> and did did was it yeah. are we for sure that she was underage because i'm trying to remember i'm, I'm like almost a, positive man she 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 was not older than 16 the girl that it was i'm, I'm almost positive remember, man i and maybe that was her first menstrual cycle or something and that's why they they did i, I don't There's your answer right there yeah like it was the first menstrual first cycle. cycle maybe i gotta watch it again but 13 to 15 yeah and it's uh yeah i mean it's just it's just yeah. too it's too weird it's too quirky for me at the end i i i understand thematically i guess the end especially with florence Pugh's character where you know she kind of gets this this liberation right from like the relationship where she's not tied down anymore and she's kind of yeah. able to kind of move forward not only with that relationship but also with like the grief and loss she was going through with her sister and her her uh parents um yeah. But I, I, I just didn't buy it. I, I guess I just didn't buy how you can go from grief stricken to going through this kind of horrific experience and then instantaneously just, you know, being able to kind of process and say, you know what, I'm OK with this. That, that's that's where it kind of <laughs> shrooms is the answer. Right? Shrooms, shrooms can be the answer to everything, bro. <laughs> it's like shrooms. Uh, yeah, that's why. But yeah, no, hundred percent. That's probably why. But I, I guess yeah. as an audience member, I just couldn't buy that. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it just kind of went a little bit outlandish at the end. I think that there's a lot of really beautiful stuff done with the movie. Like you said, that that cliff sequence is it's probably one of the best like sequences I've seen shot in a while. Um, because I remember just seeing it and just I mean it's gorgeous to look at, but also that like I said, it's juxtaposed with that tension because you know something's off you're like this Mm -hmm. is something's gonna happen and you just don't know what the hell it is and when you see it it's like oh my fucking god um yeah but it's shocking i mean and it's not like i said it's not a bad movie i just don't i i think i think i need to rewatch it the problem is i just don't know if i want to um like i said it's like a six and a half seven it it's really does. I'm like, man. man, I wanted I wanted some stuff cut out, to be honest with you. I think well, some so of the like, stuff building to the yeah, to the um to traveling to the actual place was a little I'm like, you can cut a few minutes here. I'm almost positive because I've been kind of scrolling through it on here, but it's not only because like sometimes directors cut there there's cuts and then reshoots, right? Mm-hmm. So there's sometimes you might take away an entire scene just to add 10 seconds and it's a whole different scene. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure in this one, I'm looking at this one right here that takes away a scene that's one second long, 
and replaces it with a two minute long scene. Hmm. So it, it, it changes it. Oh, for sure. Because it's like the buildup to get to the camp is a little bit longer, you know? Um, I think it adds. I think the direct, I mean, I think I've seen some people. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. I'm almost positive Craig is a bigger fan of the uh, director's cut and didn't like the theatrical, theatrical cut hmm. that much. He could also be the other way around. Didn't like the uh, directors, but liked the theatrical cut. Like, to give people some perspective, um, there's a minute 56 whenever it comes to the car, a lot more character building. The runic scene um, where they're building the R, or I think this might be director's cut only, dude, because it says that it's three minutes and 11 seconds added on. But do you remember a scene where they stand in the shape of an R, like a rune with the Midsummer? Yeah, where? I think so. Actually, I forgot. I got the different flag. I didn't get the uh, the one with the burning. I think I know which uh, scene you're cross. talking about. Yeah, it's like four minutes longer where they're all standing there. They're stand- sitting in the shape of the R and everything like that. That's four minutes longer on that one, man. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then like towards the end. Um, yeah, so like the part where the old man throws himself off the cliff mm-hmm. is 19 seconds longer, almost 20 seconds. Um, 11 seconds longer on the preemptive buildup before that. Uh, it's just, man, I, I I really do think that it adds the dinner scene is almost uh, 45 seconds longer. So it's a lot of the scenes that I think build up. Like there's some scenes that I could see on here that are definitely different versus everything. But I think I think you'll have fun with the director's cut. But I'm pretty sure you have to buy that A24 collector's oh, yeah. edition to get the director's cut. I don't and think that's... you can stream it. That's a catch twenty two for me, man. <laughs> like, will I buy? I mean, like, I forget. It's probably what, like, fifty bucks, sixty bucks. Yeah, I think you can catch it on Black Friday sales because it hasn't gone out of print. Like, A fifty fours or A twenty fours. Yeah, the, I think Lighthouse went out of print, right? No, they still have it on no? there. It's the Arrow oh, version. Wow. I'm pretty sure is because I need to get Lighthouse as well. That's one I need to get. Lighthouse, um, is we need to talk about that movie too sometime. But dude, um, you'll be surprised. It's the only Eggers movie I haven't seen. Because I'm oh, waiting to get seen the 4K. It oh, crap. I haven't seen it. I need to. I mean, it's I, on the my only list. reason I I I, I saw it was because I saw the Blu-ray was like five bucks one day. I think I posted it in the freaking uh, Discord, and I was like, "There's, I mean, five bucks. I mean, it, I, I, a 4K. If it's a black and white, I'm fine watching it on Blu-ray. I, obviously, the 4K is gonna, you know, make the contrast a lot better, and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's it's you know the way it's shot too with the aspect ratio i think that it's it's negligible difference between a 4k yeah. and and the blu-ray um but yeah that movie's i can't wait to watch that one man it's i'm gonna be interested in seeing how <laughs> you yeah. react to it um yeah. but i mean i think yeah i think we're in agree i mean like I, I think we both appreciate midsummer i think i i just definitely kind of took away something different from it and you had a different experience you had someone there kind of explaining the cultural dynamics and maybe even the cultural you know psychology so to speak of what's going on with the characters i i don't know i mean if i catch it on black friday you know if it turns out to be you know close to like a regular ammo ray new release or something like that maybe i'll get it yeah um but i don't know i actually want to bring this up now that we're wrapping up on that one, I just wanted to ask you, uh, maybe like a five minute if you haven't. Now I kind yeah. of want to shout it out. For A24, have you seen The Green Knight? I have not. That's one I've you, been actually yeah. putting off for a while. And I've seen it on sale and I still didn't pull the trigger on it because it goes on sale pretty regular for like 10 bucks, I think. Yeah, for just the standard Blu-ray or standard 4K. Because mm-hmm. they also have the collector's edition in that big... Um, book size one boxes yeah <laughs> yeah because that's the same thing with lighthouse i'm looking they're all in stock if anybody's curious about a24's website they also have stop making sense they have everything everywhere all Did they ever once. do one for hereditary no not one from in-house i don't believe at least not what yeah, i'm seeing they still have... to me. i'm like i feel like that's that's the one you'd want to maybe start with but that could just be my bias there <laughs> and they could have because i mean they also did marcel the shell um, which is an oh. adorable ass movie, man. Adorable, mm-hmm. and that's like the douchiest shell to ever exist, bro. He's an able. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I, I know which movie you're talking about, though. Yeah, like I, I mean, he's probably not an actual a hole, but I mean, he just says some of the rudest things to the person filming him, and like <laughs> he's just a smart ass. But you know, Green Knight, very fun movie. Um, I actually just watched that one not too long ago. I picked it up, a uh, slipped version, not the A24 edition and the big mm-hmm. binder box, because I. 
again, like you just said, I got it for 10 bucks. I'm not going to yeah, spend 40 go for something that barely fits on my damn shelves anyways. Yeah. You know, Midsummer barely fits. Um, that's kind of one of the reasons I didn't get Lighthouse immediately because I wanted the Arrow one, but that thing went out of print like in 24 hours, it feels like. But yeah, Green Knight's really, really fun. It's essentially like a King Arthur-esque type of movie. Swords and Sandals, Swords and Fantasy, I guess yeah, you could I say. Yeah, I saw the but trailer not, you know, for it. It's really good, man. Um, and I think it'll fit your bill with how you like third acts to be wrapped up because mm. I didn't care much for the last two 90 seconds, I would say, mm. but I think you'd come back and be like, I don't know why you didn't because, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it is an actual ending in a journey. That's right up your alley. I really do. Uh, I'll I, check it out. Yeah. It was an intriguing trailer for sure. Yeah. I just kind of, I, I don't know why it just kept, putting it to the side it, it it would always come on sale during like black friday and all these big other sales and i'm like let me get all these other movies that i've been wanting and then yeah. i just never get that one but i'm sure like prime day or you know this black friday will probably go on sale again i'll probably yeah. i'll probably try to get it or i mean it's on streaming isn't it on like i think i've seen it on some streaming platform i don't know I can definitely check it out a possibility um because it it's really really it's just so different yeah, um, in every single way, it just does its own thing, and it's actually it says it's on Prime, but usually whenever you Google it for Prime, it says it's on Max, but only whenever I look at the URL for Max, which is like the most misleading stuff ever, by the way. Shame on Max, yeah. because every time you Google a movie, it says it's on there, and there's been times I've signed up to watch something on there, and it's freaking not, man. Their website's janky, dude. I mean, I will say their app is pretty solid, but their website yeah. is is it's janky needs an overhaul but yeah shout out green knight and then just to give you guys a perspective i'm pretty sure i gave witch 9.5 out of 10 logan's run a solid nine and midsummer you know again i gotta work with like a thousand point scale because like sometimes i gotta get very precise and 9.25 i would give uh 9.25 damn 9.25 yeah. Damn, that's pretty close to which. It's the yeah, it's the cinematography on that man. Uh, the cinematography, the landscaping, the acting from the guy that's uh plays um I forget his name. He was in uh We're the Millers with Jennifer Aniston and he just plays oh, uh, yeah, yeah. not Century but that one one dude in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking I about? Name. Yeah, I don't he's know his name. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's the that. one that was like uh, the I mean, yeah, he, he plays like a, he's a, he's a prick pretty much. He's yeah, like boy <laughs> prick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so really solid. Give him a rundown of your rankings again. Yep. So the witch, I think I gave a nine out of ten. I have not seen Logan's Run, but I plan yep, on fair. watching it now because it's it's it sounds pretty solid. And I think mm -hmm. with the with Midsummer Man, I I'll, I'll get I'll go in the middle six point seven five using your <laughs> using your rating scale. I'm, I don't do yeah. the point two fives usually, but I'll I'll use it in this occasion. Six point. <laughs> Seven yeah. five, um, not my not my thing, but it, I appreciate a lot of aspects of it. I think there's a lot yeah. of beautiful components to Midsummer that uh, I could appreciate. So, um, yeah, that was kind of our little retrospect. I think I think we're gonna plan doing more of these, um, because yeah. it's it's be just fun. fun going back to older movies or even more recent movies. I mean, these are not too old. I mean, oh, The Witch is yeah. 2015. I know uh, Logan's Run was 1976, right? Yeah. Um, and Midsummer is not that old at all. So, but but I think it's cool going back to movies after a few years just to kind of revisit them, especially with I think you you hit the nail on the head too, where it's like some of these movies get really hyped when they come out, and it's interesting yeah. revisiting them a few years later to see if it was just cultural hype with everyone just wanting to see it, or if it was like you know it, it really maintained its quality over the yeah. years. Um, and I think like with The Witch, I think it it really did maintain its quality over the years. I really think that's a it's established itself as a, as a, you know, a really classic horror movie that people are going to yep. appreciate for generations to come. So, um, Absolutely. what's, what's the plan next weekend, man? We're doing, I think just to remind people, we're doing the Dune episode next weekend, right? Yes. So we will be doing something very special. You might even possibly get two episodes of from screen to shelf next week. Because we are going to do a retrospect of David Lynch's Dune. That yeah. is a movie that I hold near and dear to me. And we will also be revisiting Dune Part 1 in anticipation because I'm pretty sure we're all seeing it next Thursday or this Thursday. Well, you know, it's not uh, it's, no, it's next, it's Thursday next after. Thursday. Yeah, yeah the, Thursday the last after. day of February. I know mm -hmm. I've got tickets for 3 p.m. in Dolby, which will be interesting because I know I 
think Will's seeing it standard and you're seeing it in IMAX. So oh, we're going to yeah. have, we're going to be watching all three the same movie, but I, that's where I'm even more stoked for it because, you know, I'm an audiophile. Um, yeah. So I got to hear it in that 7.1. I, you know, I, I can do it with the cropped imaging. So it'll be interesting to see how that stacks up for you because, yeah. um, well, I want to see, even go the, see the, the I, IMAX cinematography, man. I mean, he shot most of the movie in IMAX, so I really want to see it yeah. that way. But I'll probably maybe see it on a second viewing in, in Dolby just to kind of get the Dolby experience for it, too. Yeah. Um, and just a heads up because I don't know if people knew, they probably did. I'm, I'm always like the last person to, to know about shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've set myself a reputation for this, but they I saw when I was because uh, my wife and I were looking for a movie to watch this weekend in theaters, and I think they have a anniversary edition of David Lynch's Dune that's in theaters right now. Nice, yes, remastered. Um, I don't know, but I, I I did see that they had it up there um, to get tickets for. So if you guys want to go see David Lynch's Dune, just in kind of preparation for Dune Part 2, um, it is out this weekend. I think it's just this weekend, too, as an anniversary kind of thing. Um, hmm. So, yeah, you guys can check that out. But we will be uh, going through Dune Part 1, David Lynch's Dune. Um I don't know if we're going to do that in the same episode or different episodes. We'll we'll kind of figure that out later. And then obviously we will try to get our Dune part two review out as soon as possible um, to you guys. So that is the plan. I think next week is very much going to be kind of a, a Dune focused uh, themed week, so to speak. Yep. So uh, plan on watching a lot of Dune content content next week. You guys got it. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, let us know. Um, we've said it before. We didn't get a lot of hits off of it, but comment down below if there's something specific, a movie you want us to watch. We love being told what to watch, you know? So uh, <laughs> we, we, we like it. I know Gabe loves whenever I tell him what oh, uh, his movie of the week <laughs> is. But we, we love recommendations. If there's a video idea, an idea for the podcast that you guys have, we have a lot of plans for the future. We usually try to. Um, but we would love to see what you guys would want to hear us talk about, whether it's a movie, just an idea, a conversation piece. So let us know in the comments below. And as always, thank you for liking, commenting, subscribing, and for tuning in for 20 episodes of our 20, answer. Wow. Appreciate yep. you guys. Have a good one. Peace.